Welcome back to the In Bloom podcast. I'm Josh Bickford. I am your host. Uh, we are a little bit late today, but we stream daily Monday through Thursday, uh, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Oh, we we weren't on last week. I was away out of town. It's actually in California uh, at a couple of conferences, and I am back in town and ready to rock. I'm so excited uh, that we can get together again and enjoy the best part of the real estate industry together. The cup of coffee where we talk about the future and what it looks like to thrive in this business and to thrive in our lives. Um, so let's quickly take a sip. All right, so we are streaming live. Uh, I've switched it up this week. I've took us off of Facebook. Uh, we are on LinkedIn, we are on YouTube, and we are on Twitter. Uh, now, Twitter has uh, made that uh, availability open to me now, so uh, I'm going to switch there because I don't really do anything on Facebook and set that up for the podcast. Uh, so a couple of things. I, I wanted to talk to you this week about some of the stuff that I learned and what I see coming, uh, the future that will be, and not the immediate future that will be, the one that's a few years down the road that we're in the process of building a bridge to. Because uh, I think what's coming is actually amazing uh, and fantastic and hard to comprehend if you're paying attention uh, to what's going on right now. Uh, while I was in California, obviously, you know, I saw what's going on there. And for the place that is the aspirational, you know, within a, like America is the aspirational place within the world. That's where you go to achieve your dreams. That's where you go to improve your life. Uh, we have freedoms and things here that other people can't imagine. Uh, and within America, California is that place. Uh, it always has been. And, you know, just the people leading the show, the policies and the, uh, the effect of what has been done over the last several decades, you can really see there. It's tragic. Uh, frankly, it's heartbreaking uh, that there's so much pain and just ugh, uh, there amongst, you know, being one of the most beautiful places on the planet. If you've never been to Big Sur, uh, my goodness, uh, go like the, the drive. We did the drive uh, from San Diego up to San Francisco along the Pacific coast. And that is, uh, I didn't think I'd ever see better than the Sea to Sky Highway up in British Columbia. And I was wrong about that. So a uh, couple of things that, that stood out to me this week that I learned that I want to share with you. And we'll talk about the future. Uh, I just, discuss these, think about them. Uh, think about what this looks like in your life, uh, what it means, you know, if you don't want to think about it, don't, you know, like you can let this go by and we'll grab a cup of coffee tomorrow and talk about something else. Uh, one of the things that one of the speakers said that I thought was really interesting uh, was in the Bible, the phrase do not fear or do not be afraid is in there 365 times, which is a pretty interesting number you know, there's something else that we have 365 of every single year. Uh, it's almost like there's one of those for every day. Uh, we have talked about this on this podcast many times. We don't fear here. We accept things as they are and we plan accordingly. Uh, and I want to, it, that struck out, struck out, stuck out to me big time. Uh, I want to tell you, do not fear. I feel like I need to tell you, do not be afraid of what is to come. There will be a way, there is a way, and what is on its way to us is awesome. 
Uh, so uh, we wanted to start there. That I did not know that. Uh, I've been in church my whole life, and no one had ever said that to me. So I didn't go through the entire Bible and verify that it's true or anything. But uh, the person who said it was trustworthy. So um, 365 times the Bible says, do not be afraid or do not fear. I would reiterate that. So the future that is coming. Uh, if you turn on the news or if you're reading, you know, I get my news primarily on Twitter um, and from, you know, I've specific people and lists that I've created. But if you are somebody who's paying attention to what's going on economically right now, you're paying attention to what's going on politically, you're paying attention to uh, the direction that the country is going on. Everything looks really bleak. Uh, it's scary. Uh, it is tragic. Uh, we are um, we are at the end of kind of the 80 year cycle that we go through uh, every 80 years where our society unravels. Uh, that's where we are. You can see it all around you everywhere. Uh, if you live in uh, I live in Colorado, it's pretty obvious here. Uh, it was really obvious in California. Uh, depending on where you are, it might you know it might look a little bit different. Um, it's it's really sad to watch, and it's you know our, people talk about us being more divided than we ever have been, as though the Civil War era didn't exist, which was also you know if you go back eighty years or ish, uh, you go back from here to World War II. From World War II, you go to the Civil War. From there, you go to the Revolutionary War. Um, in those, at the end of those cycles, you know, if you want to call them seasons, you know, at the end of winter, when everything's unraveling, uh, everything accelerates, and it's almost like the um, the cards on the table are reshuffled, if you will. Uh, the people who have screwed everything up, for lack of a better way of putting it, are going to be removed, and they'll be replaced with people who are going to build anew and build afresh. Uh, there's a book called The Fourth Turning uh, that was written in the 90s that really lays this out well. If you're on YouTube, you can uh, look for stuff about The Fourth Turning. I, I found the book and the author. Uh, there's an interview with Tony Robbins uh, that was about an hour long that detailed all of this out. And it's it's a natural part of our of our growth and of our evolution as people and how we actually leap forward. So at the end of these cycles, it looks terrible and you're divided. Nobody trusts anybody. Everything looks like it's collapsing. Uh, the big one that he talks about is that every problem shows you another problem and so on and so forth. So it looks like everything is too big. Like when I look at our problems that we have here, um, it almost is like you have to go clear back to we need fathers in the homes again kind of thing. Like it's like everything stems from something. So um, I'm, I'm not sharing all of this to sh like go over the downside. What I want to say is the end of the cycle, all of our problems are solved. All of them. It's like the pressure point hits something where the pain of not changing is worse than the pain of changing, which is when we'll change as people. Uh, and that is when we solve everything. If you think about the world problems at the end of World War II and the massive things that we had, we came up with things like NATO and the UN and um, 
we came up with policies that led to the baby boom generation, all of that kind of stuff. Like we solved everything. And the reason why we're unraveling now is all of our solutions were created in a world that no longer exists. So we need new solutions for today. So what happens after this? Um, we're going to enter a period of unity, of optimism. Our kids, depending on your age, my daughter's going into high school, our kids are going to have a ton of kids. There is going to be another baby boom because everybody is going to be so optimistic. Real estate specific, um, let me give you a few things of what that looks like. Um, people are going to move back home. The people who have left expensive areas, they have left so that they can try to live somewhere that they can afford and all of that. They're going to move back home because family is important. Uh, they're going to want to be, you know, have their kids with their grandparents. You know, like families are going to reunite. All of these areas that have had unaffordable housing for the locals. Uh, I'm in Colorado. I think up in the mountains and the ski towns and that sort of stuff. Vacation areas. Those areas have a ton of housing that nobody is buying right now. That is going to lead to fantastic homes that the people in those areas can afford that will be available that's coming uh i saw that i saw um a neighborhood in florida uh and they were building a whole bunch of five hundred thousand dollar houses in an area where the median income was 30 grand that doesn't line up and ultimately supply and demand will come into play and the people who couldn't afford housing are going to have options there uh because of like the Zoom towns and what happened at the beginning of COVID. Um, so the things that are going to be important to us and, 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 you know, like we're going to be optimistic about the future in this country again. We are going to be uh, excited about what tomorrow brings. We're going to be having children. We're going to see our birth rate decline change uh, because that tracks with the cult, with the unraveling of society. We're if you don't have an optimistic view of the future, why would you bring children into the world, right? Uh, and if you have an extremely optimistic view of the future, why would you not? Um, family is going to be important. Uh, community involvement. We're going to have rebuilding to do together. Uh, we're going to have uh, new policies to examine and new... Um, we're going to see the world through new eyes. Like, that's coming. Um, we are you know, probably just a few years away from that. Uh, that's not, you know, in 2050 or 2060. I think we'll see this before 2030, frankly, and it could be even faster than that. Um, but we have like a very, very, very exciting future on the way that we can't imagine today because of how divisive everything is and how um, I, I've talked in the past about how we're watching the media remade in real time and uh, AI is coming into fruition and we're the, all of these things that that we have always had that we're rejecting now that you're, you're seeing um, you're going to see the importance of local much more than the importance of national you know we're going to pay less attention to what's going on in Washington DC and a heck of a lot more attention to what's going on in the school board in our neighborhood and what's going on with the mayor of our town and our city councils and our state houses uh, that kind of stuff is coming simply because those are the solutions to our problems. It's to get more local. Uh, it's, it's to not try to tell other people how to live. 
Uh, you know, if you if you live in Montana, let's say you live in Montana, uh, what business do you have in Montana telling the people of West Virginia how to live? What rules they have to abide by and all, and vice versa. If you live in West Virginia, uh, why uh, why should you be telling the people of Montana what they have to eat or what they have to, you know, how they have to live or what they can and cannot do? Like we're gonna we're gonna move back towards that, uh, and that's going to be part of. Uh, the explosion of optimism and everything, because locally we're going to get to decide how we live and we're going to leave our neighbors in other states alone. Uh, you know, COVID kind of really showed this to us, uh, how important having different rules everywhere was, because then we had data points to test. Uh, this place screwed everything up and did it wrong. This place did it right. This worked, this didn't work. We believe that it was wrong. Uh, we got all of that. Like, it's super exciting. Um, I am so excited about the future. I'm, I tell my daughter almost every day that our problems are going to be fixed soon. It doesn't look like they are, but we're going to do it. That's what people do. Like we roll our sleeves up and figure it out and come to solutions. Uh, that, that's coming. And when that arrives, the babies are coming. The optimism of the future is coming. The families coming together is coming. The emphasis on community, the getting like neighborhood barbecues and, and, pool parties and all that kind of the stuff. If you grew up in the nineties, like I did all the stuff that we used to do together and the, and the hope and joy and all that, that we had that will return. And if you're, you know, if you're baby boomer age or older and watching this, um, I didn't experience the fifties. I didn't experience the, and when I say fifties, I don't mean the leave it to beaver, all of that kind of stuff. But I do think we're going to see more parents who decide to live on one income because they'll be able to. And I think that you'll see people stay home to raise their kids and they'll see the importance of that uh, and how much value there is in raising the next generation. Uh, we're gonna get away from needing two income houses just to barely squeak by. Uh, there, a lot of the problems that we have today are driven by bad policy. We're gonna figure that out uh, and I am, I am super excited about that. So let me take another sip real quick. Another thing that was said uh, that I think this is what I want you to marinate on um, for a little while, because my assumption, if you're watching this podcast, is that you're a good person. That's just my assumption. This, you know, this isn't a podcast where we're out there spreading hate or uh, arguing or, you know, making stuff up or trying to deceive and lie and distort and create some strange narrative. This is a podcast where we are trying to do the opposite. Sorry, my uh, battery was off here. Um, we're trying to do the opposite. So my assumption is that you are one of the good ones, that you're trying to get ahead of things, you want to serve your people, all of that kind of stuff. Um, what happens when good people abandon the posts that they should occupy? So we're in real estate. Uh, so let's not talk real estate. Let's go to politics here. What do people say when someone says, you know, you should really run for office. You should, you should, you know, you should run for the mayor or you should run for Congress or something. You know, like obviously not a lot of people are like you need to be the president of the United States. Um, but if somebody says, you know what, you love this community, you should represent us in Congress. What do people always say? They always say, no, I don't want to destroy my family and I don't want to be corrupted. So when the good people do that, who slides in? and says, oh, this seat's open, I'll take it. It's the corrupted bad people, so to speak. 
Uh, it's the people who are out for themselves that don't have an interest in serving the community, but say have an interest in enriching themselves and empowering themselves. And they're interested in power. They're not interested in service. Um, when we as a culture and as a country come to the conclusion that rich people are bad, good people don't try to be rich and make the world better with the wealth that they accumulate. That doesn't happen. Um, what happens is bad people go after that and they are the ones that control the big portions of the wealth and they don't do good with it. How many people, you know, say what you want about Elon Musk, uh, but he spent over $40 billion in the interest of preserving free speech, if you take him at his word. I think that he's put, brought so many problems into his life, it's hard to imagine that there's another reason there. Uh, but he's building electric cars because he sees that as a as a, an improvement to the world in the future. Uh, he is trying to make our species interplanetary because he sees that as a solution in the future. Uh, good people are doing that sort of thing. They're not, you know, hey, I'm shorting the ever-living crap out of this stock and then going on TV and talking horribly about it to drive the price down and harm the company so that I can get some profits out of it. Like, that's not what good people do. Um, if you are a good person, you need to think about the dreams that you have inside of you. You need to think about the post that you are supposed to occupy. In real estate, how many good people have gotten out because of how many bad people have gotten in? How many times do you watch your social media feeds or hear stories and just like, like I've had many conversations with people in the industry that were looking forward to the market correcting simply to get some of the bad out of the industry and, and help make a better reputation within it. Um, there are people who are going to need service. They need expertise that you have. They need guidance in something that they don't do a lot that we do every day. Uh, they need to know that the person that they are speaking with can be trusted. Those are all important things. Don't abandon your post because you're good, because you see bad all around you. Uh, I think you should do the exact opposite. When you see bad all around you, you should, you know, slam your flag into the ground and, you know, I'm not moving. I am going to be the good example here. I am going to be the person who stands for what is right and who builds for a beautiful, beautiful future and who um, serves to the benefit of others over the benefit of myself. Uh, I think that's super important. That really really stood out to me the whole time I was out. I thought about that constantly. Um, if you're in California, that's the aspirational place for our country. That's the place that we all look up to, that we all, um, that we all look at and see that the people who are really going to chase their dreams, they go there. Maybe they go to Southern California to, to remake the culture. Maybe they go up to the Silicon Valley uh, to remake the future via technology. Uh, maybe they go to surf, you know, they're like, there's so much California has had such a huge influence on our country and seeing what's happened there because good people there have said, I'm out and have taken off. It may like, I don't blame them for the record. I don't blame them at all. I think, um, I, I think I would feel the same way if I lived there, frankly, 
uh, over the last couple of years where I just like, now nah, th- these people have destroyed this place. I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to raise my family somewhere good. Uh, it makes sense that places that have gone the opposite direction as California have really thrived over the last few years. But this country still needs California. This country still needs aspirational things to look up to. And we are building something. Uh, it's coming. You know, the, 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 the majority of everything is collapsing, but there has to be builders within that that are improving, that are serving, uh, that are doing everything they can so that when we come out on the other side, their community, their family, their industry, whatever it be, thrives. So important. So important. Uh, So what I am doing here, uh, which is not any different than I've said all along, I have been talking specific to our industry about ways that we get from where we are today to there. I might not have laid it all out this way, uh, but assumable mortgages are something you have to know. Interest rates are going to climb more. There are very dark days ahead in real estate. You know, there is a canyon, we'll say, a valley that we have to walk across. Assumable mortgages are the bridge uh, for you to go up because those are those super low interest rates and all of that, their affordability, all of it. People are going to have to move. So you're going to have to reorient your business around people who have to move. Uh, You can see it clearly with every report that comes out now. People who want to move aren't. They're just like, I'll stick with my house and I'll stick with the low rate that I have. They don't know if they've got an assumable note, how valuable that is. They don't know that they can buy. I think you can pull some people off the sideline that way. But by and large, um, you're going to have to focus on the people who have to move. Uh, People who have to relocate, you know, when there's estates, when there's divorce, when there's, you know, other events in life where people have to. Uh, You may, in some cities for the next few years, you may see some people who have to move because crime just gets too high and they're done. Um, But we are building a bridge here. That's what we're doing. We are building a bridge for you to thrive from here to there. Because I care about the people you serve. I care about you. And I want to see people thrive. I want to see people achieve their dreams. I want to see people provide the life that they want to provide for those around them. Uh, and see them light up with joy and excitement uh, and and just be happy. Like, we only get one life. I want you to be so happy and so proud of what you've done. Uh, so a little bit different episode today. Uh, we're going to talk more and more about the future and about this bridge that we're building and um, staying in business when a lot of people are going to go out because there's going to be tough tough times for a little bit. But on the other side of that, it is beautiful. It's amazing. It's going to be wonderful. And it's hard to wrap your mind around what's coming. Uh, If you haven't read The Fourth Turning, if you haven't looked that up, uh, I would highly recommend that. It is absolutely fascinating. Uh, The first chapter completely, and I mean completely, describes today accurately. And then you look at the copyright and it's like 1992 or something. How in the, I mean, even the pandemic was called. It's crazy. Um, But... If you got some value out of this today, smash the like button, share this with your friends. Um, If you want to see other people thrive, share the work that we're doing here. Um, Tell them about the bridge that we are building. Tell them about the things that we're discussing uh, here uh, because these are tools. These are, you know, I mean, it's a bridge over a canyon that we're building. So I don't want you falling in the canyon. Um, If you haven't subscribed, be sure to subscribe. 
Uh, if you've got questions, leave a, leave a question in the comments below. Leave a review uh, if you're listening to this over audio. Know that I appreciate you. Know that I care about you. And know that I'm so glad that we get to spend a little bit of time together every day talking about the future and what our lives look like when we thrive. Uh, I hope today's one of the best days of your life. I'm so glad we're back. I will see you tomorrow. Uh, and until then, God bless you. Have a fantastic day.